Okay, we're live. We are live and we are getting ready to start about one minute. Thank you all for those of you who are early. Uh, see already we've got people on YouTube and uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. We are moving our format of this call from uh, Zoom to live streaming it on uh, another platform because we'll get a little better quality um, uh, experience, I think, and a long better quality video for the replays. And so I want to appreciate you guys for uncommenting that. But I do want to say, uh, as we get started here, <clears throat> I'm Bill Gross. This is Probate Weekly. Um, we're now doing this as a non-calling, non-Zoom version. But we're live streaming this on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And so if you're on those platforms live and have questions, I am watching the chat box right in front of me. I want to make it as interactive as possible. Normally, this call, we have a guest, and it just seemed like we weren't getting enough interaction to make it continue to be worthwhile. Though today's topic would be one that I'm going to present on rather than have a guest. Uh, so I'd love to have your interact interaction. You know, when I designed this call, when I started uh, it three and a half years ago, it was meant to be something that I thought I needed as a practitioner in the business uh, as to do as well as to have, which is a place where we get together, share ideas, leverage our friends and our business together to build more business, build a national network of business. And so here we are, you know, here I am about four years later down this road. And this is one of the largest probate podcasts in the United States. Uh, we certainly have a broad reach of attorneys and vendors and other people. It's helped me build my business. It's helped us build referrals. We have a, a new referral just went out today. Um, we got, a, I think, one closing this month, one next month already scheduled for this year. So we're off to a great start, and um, I appreciate you guys so much. I appreciate you guys helping me make this business. I'm certainly open to suggestions uh, for improving it. We've thought about moving the time slot, but I think as long as it's, as it's interview format, this time will work well because that works well as recorded and re replayed later. I do want to point out that I do a live coaching call that's open to the public for probatemastery.com. And that's on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern. That's free as well. That's a Zoom call if you register, uh, as well as live stream. So that's a great place to come in if you have particular questions you want to answer, you want to discuss live. And this is going to be more for the content, and it'll be more available for replay. You can re-listen to it and things like that. So just real quick kind of recap of who we are and what we do. This is Probate Weekly. If you want to get reminders and sign up weekly, it says weekly Zoom call. It's really going to be a weekly uh, uh, live stream call that we're going to put onto um, various formats, including YouTube, as well as a podcast format, Spotify, and iTunes has been there for a while. We've done real well on those for, on those formats. And then you can continue the conversation live on Facebook at Probate Weekly. It's a group with over 3,600 members and growing. Feel free not only to put referral requests, referrals, for attorneys, for realtors around the country, but post your probate content there to get extra eyeballs and support and make that work. Now, if you want to reach me otherwise, my information is on Linktree, linktr.e slash Bill Gross. Easy way to get a hold of me. And one of the things I'm offering is we're offering on the 21st, two weeks from tomorrow, from yesterday, Real Estate Masterclass, and we're going to do that again. We get together there. It's a one-hour class. The foundation is keeping in touch with the clients and prospects via email. One-hour class, four half-hour, 30-minute small coaching group. Sessions after that included $97, uh, and I think it's a great value because I end up coaching this over and over and over again to real estate agents who ask me for assistance. Um, so 
Today, normally we do interviews, attorneys primarily, vendors nationally, that I use in building my private business. Today, uh, one of the things I've noticed when we do um, look at the numbers on this podcast, that one of the more popular um, episodes always is when I do content that's more about building your business. And so while I don't really run a coaching company and do this on a regular basis, I thought it might be a good opportunity since we're changing the technology this week that I would do the call uh, myself on content. And one of the most uh, popular topics I get asked for a lot is 11 ways to build your probate business. One of the things that I find is so many real estate agents are presented with one way or two ways to build a business. One is you buy the data, cold calling petitioners, families that are filing probate, or two, cold calling attorneys. And while those are two ways, I believe there's nine other ways, and many of them are even more productive than those two ways. And I'm going to list them for you today. Before we do, we'll talk about some of the principles on building your business of probate. Now, again, a reminder, if you have questions along the way, put it in the chat box. If you're watching on YouTube or LinkedIn or Facebook, I'll see those comments live and do my best to respond to them immediately. Okay, so that said, building a business probate isn't a quick fix. I get asked a lot, well, what's the easy way to? And as soon as they ask that question, I'm going to answer them. There is no easy way I'm aware of. You've got to work hard. Now, I'm not a coal miner. It's not that hard. Uh, I worked, you know, I built this business over the last five years. I guess I started five years ago. Yeah, I, I, I got my numbers right. Um, yeah, I work eight to five, basically. I worked 40 hours a week. I was 60 years old when I launched this business. I really had to manage my time to be productive, make sure I got my exercise in, got my family time in, could pace myself. So you got to work hard, but not that hard. You have to be consistent. Having a schedule and doing certain activities in, uh, consistently is very important. You've got to follow up. If you commit to something, you got to follow through with it. And I think one of the most important parts about this particular niche is you have to learn and improve constantly. That's, I think, the secret sauce in this area is if you're willing to learn the business, learn the niche of probate real estate, it'll separate you from the competition and make it easier for you to get more business. Now, I'm Bill Gross. I'm with EXP Realty. I'm a broker associate. But I built my own business. I've been in real estate since 1986. I did mortgage and real estate. I've been in sales and management as an executive and an owner. I've been probate focused full-time for, really, I should say, five years. I wrote this two and a half years ago. Certifications, I've taken everyone I'm aware of. I have five that I can identify. But I don't use those certifications. I, learn, I use the education and the knowledge. I also research things in depth. When I find a new area of probate I'm not aware of, I do my best to research it completely. I try to go through and find out who all the people participated at court in LA County, which is my county, is. Every company that does probate advances, every company, every attorney, how many cases they do, the types of cases they do, real estate sold. So I do a lot of research. And I used to go to court every day. In fact, I can say that I've seen more court confirmation sales in LA County over the last five years than any agent, attorney, or judge. That's because I used to go to at least one a day for about three years or two years. Uh, I continued after that. Hey there, I got a Facebook show, uh, shout out. Uh, thank you. I'm not sure who that is. Doesn't The Facebook doesn't put the name of your user. So if you put a comment in and when we know who you are, feel free to put your name afterwards as well. Okay. So these are the fundamentals. Number one, mindset before money. You want to build your business. Now, if you're an agent, you say, hey, Bill, you know, I did 20 deals last year. I want to do five more through probate. That's different. But if the agent is starting out or the agent who's struggling wants to rebuild their business, 
you got, hey, Ben P, how you doing? We had a VIP in the, in the room today, Ben P on Facebook. Mindset before money, you got to get your mind right, and then the money will follow. The shortcut in real estate is the hard work. That is the shortcut. And oftentimes people will say to me, uh, hey, Macy, nice to see you as well. Thank you for shouting out. Um, you know, I work every day. Uh, for the most part, I take days off. I was at the hospital yesterday for some medical stuff and family time and all, but I basically work like an employee in my own business. Basically, I work 40 hours a week. I would urge you to watch this video, the Zig Ziglar water pump story, but basically what it tells you is that if you really want to get cold water when you're out in the desert, you got to work hard to hit the pump hard. It takes a while. It takes longer than you would think. But the better, the, the more you have to pump, the deeper the water is, the cleaner and purer it is. Once the water's coming out, it just takes a steady stream to keep the water going. That's my experience in probate real estate. I'll share with you guys an example of this is, you know, I used to prospect when I was a newer agent four hours a day. Now, today I do four hours a day of business development. That includes interviews and video content and such. But I don't cold call for four hours a day. I try to call, I call five hour, five attorneys a day. But and I only dial five. I don't even talk to five some days. But I talked to one last week and I got a ton of business from one phone call. Now, he's a longtime friend. I've done a lot of business with him by now. But my point is, once you get your business going, it's a lot easier. Also, I'm going to urge you, if you as you build your business, to chop a tree. Now, I've never chopped a tree in my life. I haven't even hanged picture frames in my house. But I used to watch on ABC Wild Willow Sports. It would have a contest, a lumberjack contest. And the way they chop trees, they chop it one side, and they hustle around and chop the other side. Because hitting it from multiple angles was the faster way to take the tree down. Same with business. You should have multiple ways to attack your market. And so I'm going to show you the 11 ways that I have to get listings. Within each of the 11, there's multiple ways. Pick several at once. It keeps your day more interesting, but it also means you're attacking the customer from two or three angles. They may see you on a video. They might see you in court. They might see you at a networking event, and you've hit them from three different angles. There's only two things that generate business, time or money. That's it. There's no, nothing that will generate real business that doesn't involve time, and or money. So if you're not paying for money, you better prepare to invest time. But you better look at your time as being worth something, as being worth money to you. Real estate's a contact business. It's also a numbers game. What I mean by that, I talk to a lot of people. I talk to people when I'm working all day long. I start my day at eight. Uh, I Even when I walk, I try to knock out some personal calls or quasi-personal calls. Uh, and until I'm done at five o'clock, I'm, I'm, my goal is to talk to people who can, who, who have a problem I can solve all day long. And then your come from is critical. One of the reasons why I really like the probate master program, Chad Corbett was the original coach, Bruce Hill, the current proprietor, is because it's about coming from being of service and helping people. I really believe what Zig Ziglar taught me, which is you can have anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. And probate, I think, is taught by some companies wrongly as a cold calling niche that's easy to get if you make the calls and, and they're vulnerable and you can get the property cheap and flip it and make two commissions and make money on the flip. I guess all that's maybe true. But my experience is there's a people, I just got off the phone with one who need my help. I'm uniquely qualified to help them 
because I'm honest, I'm hardworking, and I know this content better than anybody. The solution is to be all things real estate. Specifically, the title is the problem most commonly, and probate is the solution. And what do I mean by that? <clears throat> you know, some of the examples I get, grandma and grandpa left me the property, don't know what to do, can't sell it, can't refinance it. My siblings are, are I fighting over the property, I get those phone calls. The property is supposed to be to trust, but blank, 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 or we started a probate, it's a lot of work, we got stuck. Those are four common problem calls I get. These are the answers. Grandma, grandpa, look at the property. A solution is help them through probate. Maybe advance the money for the attorneys and expenses. Problem two, mom, my siblings are fighting over it. Solution, get the right attorney to help solve the problem and represent you or represent them. A problem three, commonly, it was supposed to be in a trust. Here in California, there's a methodology to put the property back in the trust called the Hegstead petition. And four, we started probate but got stuck. I get a lot of these. 90% of the attorneys, customers love them when they sign up and they hate them after 90 days. It may not be the attorney's fault. It might be unreasonable expectations. But my job is to help them either help that attorney solve the problem or help them find the right attorney that will. So we want to be a solution to those problems and that's how we get paid. And you can learn all those possibilities. You can either call me if you have a scenario, feel free. Feel free to call me if you have a problem. I get people call, text, or email me. Uh, and I would say one great way is come on that call Tuesday morning on the Probate Mastery Coaching Call or come on this call and put a question in and uh, so on. How could I share this live? Somebody asked me. The answer is you can just copy and paste. Looks like you're in Facebook. Just invite them to that link. We made it easier to share because it's now no longer a Zoom call. It is a live stream call on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Okay, so that brings us to today's topic. Again, Normally, we do interviews with attorneys, most commonly, or vendors. But today, we're going to do a discussion of 11 ways to get a sale on probate. I've done this before. It's on my YouTube channel a couple times. But I believe as I build my business, I get better at explaining this and offering more and getting better at doing the presentation. So we're going to do this today. So I do 11 ways. Number one is pre-probate. Now, I'm going to – full disclosure – I don't know anybody who's doing pre-probate specifically alone and getting business. I do know there are data companies promoting the data. You should buy their data. They make it sound like, well, you're fishing upstream from the other fishermen, so you get the fish before other people do. In my experience, it's not that simple because pre-probate data just means somebody died and theoretically is cross-referenced to and also own property. But the reality is many times they have spouses, Many times they're rental properties, they die, they have multiple properties, but they have a plan already in place, they have a trust, they have siblings who take control. So I don't, I don't know anybody who is marking this exclusively and having success. And I talk to agents every day, and if you are one, let me know, I and mean, even privately, just so I don't say this anymore, that I'm not aware of anybody. I know many companies who sell the service and product. I don't know anybody who's doing it successfully. Now, what I do know are investors who, in addition to distressed properties, um, out-of-state ownership properties, and in addition to or three other um, filters, will add this filter in, and that helps them get a better set of data of people with maybe multiple problems, one of which they can solve. I do know that. So if you're using PropStream or one of those services, pre-probate is a great filter to add 
but I don't know that buying the data specifically pre-probate works. And again, if you use it or you know somebody who does, I'd love to talk to them. I'll interview them because I think it, it sounds good. It just, my experience, it, it's more complicated than it sounds. But that's one piece of the puzzle is pre-probate before somebody, when somebody has died and not yet filed for a probate case. Number two is once they file, think of it sequentially, then they file a probate case, you can buy that data and market to those petitioners. Now, there's some challenges with this. One challenge is most people, in my experience, that you buy the data from, 90% are on the do not call list. Personally, I was an um, uh, executor or an administrator on a probate, and I got about 50 different people called me, even though I'm on the do not call list. So the companies will sell you the data with the do not call right on there, and agents ignore it. And I would say, do that at your own peril, particularly if you work for a larger company, uh, that's getting tougher and tougher, and, and, and I, it doesn't work for me. Now, you can mail to them. Mailing can be expensive. I will say this. In my experience, mailing works in smaller, non-metro areas, suburban and semi-rural areas, where in addition to mail, you might know them, you might know the person through your PTA or church or some other way. Uh, in LA, I'm sure, I can tell you from personal experience, uh, they're going to get about 30 or 40 mailers. There'll be one or two people who will send five or six. There'll be one or two that send two or three. And there'll be another 30 that will send one. So you have to think about mathematically, how do you get business from that? And if you track it and you get a good rate of return for your mailing, great. Another option is social media. Once you have their name and their address, you can. there's ways you can target them with Facebook ads and Google ads, which I think is great. But this is, you can market specifically to the petitioner, the family, that potential heir is one way of, the, of number two of the 11 ways to get business. Number three, again, most commonly marketed is marketing to the attorney. You buy the leads, tells you the attorneys are, you reach out to them. Now, the challenge there is attorneys hate being cold called, and they also it's hard to get mail to them, especially now, particularly in Los Angeles and large cities that work in the office like they used to. But I know people who do. I do know people who mail to attorneys and get good results. It's expensive. You have a plan. Now, personally, I only mail to attorneys that I have some business with. So over the last five years, I've either you know, contacted, talked to, met, met at events, I think about 200 attorneys, and I add every you know week more into the list, and I send that group postcards monthly. But I already know them. They already know who I am. It has a picture on it. It's not cold, right? I, so again, I, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I know people do that. But again, it's a business that you're investing money in you need to have a game plan on how you're going to make that work. Number four, multiple listing service, full authority. So the, the reason why I do this one, because in LA and in, in some counties, there's two, there's limited full authority. Full authority means these are properties are noted in the multiple listing. They're noted as probate, but don't require court confirmation. So you can take these properties to investors. You can take these properties uh, to uh, buyers. And there are agents who will skip over these because they're in probate. Understand they're maybe a little more difficult, a little more paperwork, they're in a little rougher condition. But if you learn to specialize in those properties, 
you can be an expert and you can find a niche on bringing properties like this to your investor group. So, and I know plenty of agents who sell to investors and every day go in the MLS, find the properties they want to present, and this would be a subset of those properties. And I know buyers would be interested in seeing. Imagine a social media post. We like to see a, prop, a list of the probate properties for sale in West Los Angeles, in Phoenix, or wherever you are. So it's a way to both bring, you know, look for deals for customers, also a way to get customers interested in responding to you. Now, limit authority, multiple listing service, would be looking through your MLS for properties that specifically need court confirmation if you know how that works. This is my particular niche that I focused in on when I started, one of them, because I'm in a large county, LA County, there's, there's a small percent that need court confirmation, but a small percent of a large number is still a significant number. And so I literally this day track every single court confirmed sale in Los Angeles County. I also track them in Orange County, but I don't go as aggressively after those. I don't live in Orange County. But I literally track every one. And I have what they sold for, whether the sale was approved, continued, denied. I became the expert in that subset of properties. And so this is the challenge to you. These last two, if you're a realtor, you could, if you're in a smaller area than I am, work on both of those. But imagine if you pulled every single property that sold in the MLS that was in probate and compared them to non-probate properties. Are they on the market longer? Do they sell for more or less per square foot? My guess is less. That data then becomes valuable to your prospective customers. So again, that's being a realtor and using your access as well as the finding. Now, how do you find these properties? In my MLS, we have probate yes or no, court confirmed yes or no. In some, in most MLSs, you don't have that, but you can do keyword searches like probate and court and see what pops up. Number six, court confirmation sales or auctions. Different states have different procedures. In California, limit authority means the court has to prove the sale. You get it in escrow, clear contingencies, bring it to court and say, please approve our sale. And basically the judge says, fine, I'll prove it. However, if there's anybody here who will match these terms and pay more by 5% plus $500. So in a $500,000 property, you bring the sale to court, the judge is basically saying, if there's anybody here today who's willing to pay $525,500 and they have 10% of that in a cashier's check, then you can bid, outbid the buyer, and then an auction begins if the buyer wants to match it, and then they, it goes to the highest bidder at that point. I'm literally going to court tomorrow on such a property. I used to go to – I used to buy uh, one half a month. I used to go to court more often. I'll just admit my business picked up in other parts. I'm less focused on this than I used to be for a variety of reasons. Um, but this is a great piece of business. LA County has become very competitive. But if I was in any other county in the country, I would learn what the court overbid or confirmation process was. Because right there and then, theoretically, if the property is being sold for cheap, you can offer to investor and pay more. Okay, again, if you're watching this, I see we've got a nice group. 
on YouTube uh, and on Twitter and on Facebook. We got some people. Uh, nobody on LinkedIn live. But if you're watching this live, feel free to ask questions, put questions in the comments, and I'd be glad to reply to them. We move this off of Zoom to social media, but we want to continue to be interactive if we can. Okay, that's number six. We're about halfway through the 11. Any questions so far at all from anybody? Anybody? Okay, not seeing any. Number seven, courthouse farming. So I said previously that real estate is a contact sport and it's a numbers game. <clears throat> when I started this five years ago, I took probate mastery's training course. Thank you, Glenda. Good info. Thank you. Nice to see you. <clears throat> the, the teacher challenged us, Chad Corbett at the time, challenged us to go to court just to watch the process. <clears throat> so I went. I knew where the court was. I looked up online. Should we stay local or can this be nationwide? This is nationwide. I do business. I refer business across the country. We have agents on this call all across the country. Um, courthouse farming. Basically, if you're a real estate agent or investor, your job is to, is to meet people who need something in real estate and help them. And so the fact that when I went to court, now this is pre-COVID in LA County, there are hundreds of people walking around. Just like I might door knock or I might go to a networking event, I went to court and farm there. Now, a couple of tricks I learned was, one, if court started at 8.30, I knew two things. One, some people get there early, particularly if you're driving from far away. And number two, the court never started on time. They would start at 9 or 9.15. And so there'd be people waiting outside the courtroom, nervous and tense, glad to talk to a nice, friendly face, me. And so I walk up and introduce myself. Hey, I'm Bill Gross. I'm a real estate agent. I specialize in probate real estate. I'm curious, what brings you here today? And most people would just start talking. <clears throat> and I would meet them and I would share information. And my goal <clears throat> was to meet one and a half people a day by getting their name, address, phone number, and email address and keep in contact with them. So it's no different than any other farming or door knocking or any other method of networking other than they're in the courthouse. So who's in the courthouse? Well, there's petitioners, people looking to get a probate to sell. There's attorneys. There's court staff. I did my best to meet the sheriffs. At Christmas time, I bring cease candy gifts to give to the employees, the clerks, the bailiffs. Number one, they're holding a gun. Number two, um, you want the bailiffs on your side. You know, in L.A. County, I think at most, you're not allowed to text while you're in the courtroom while the procedures are going on, proceedings are going on. I wasn't texting. I had a database of all the cases, and I would show the bailiff, hey, I'm following the case and taking notes. I'm not texting outside. And they'd be okay with that, but I'm sure they're more okay because I was a nice guy. I gave them a Christmas gift. Uh, okay, a couple questions. Some good ones from Jeremy Higgins. I've heard some of the data companies throw out 1% to 5% conversion rate for mailings. Do you find this to be true with folks you talk to? So what number of mailing provides that conversion rate? That's a, that's a great question, Jeremy. Companies who sell data will say to you something like, if you mail, if you buy our data, now are they going to give you the truth? I don't know. By the way, you're going to get a 1% to 5% conversion rate. I don't believe that number. That's too big a variance. Because 1% will never be profitable, I don't think, and 5% would be insanely profitable. And so in general, mailing is like either one to two percent 
Like 2% is historically great, depending on what you're doing, what your call to action is, what you're expecting. So I don't believe 5% is right. And I think it requires months of, call, of, of mailing, multiple mailers to get a response. So I don't see that number as being scientific or valid. I do know when I talk to people who do it, two things are true. They also call behind the mailing. I would only mail to somebody I can phone call. I know they do it multiple times and they're very much focused on watching the costs, like not mailing out an envelope with, with adders that costs more, but postcards that cost less. Hope that answers your question, Jeremy. Better to build says, should we use a virtual assistant or do it in person? Can we contact sellers after the sale? I'm not sure what you're asking about virtual assistants to do. If you're talking about going to court, I think it has to be you. Uh, cold calling, very difficult to get cold calling virtual assistants. It's a dream of every realtor and investor. I just don't know many that do that successfully. Hope that helps you. Matthew Price says he's a courthouse today and a broker got in trouble for signing a deal with someone who wasn't the executor or administrator. Evidently, it was her third time the bailiff handcuffed her. Wow. Wow. It sounds like more than that because if you have a party who's there and, and, and they're willing to sign a contract with you, uh, even if they've not yet been approved by the court, as long as you disclose to everybody that they're not approved, there's no fraud involved. I'm not sure what the crime would be. So if the bailiff handcuffed her, Matthew, I'm, I'm guessing there was something more, more to the story. Wait till the papers are filed. Okay. And maybe it's different. I know you're in another state. I want to say North Carolina. I forget exactly where you're at. But here in California, you could a, a customer can sign a listing contract, even a purchase contract before they're approved. It just isn't an enforceable contract. So I don't know that I would necessarily wait. I don't know if I agree with your moral of the story, but um, let's see. There's the there's the story you put there. Bailiff handcuffed her. Yeah, you don't want to get hand. It's not good to be handcuffed by the bailiff. I'll tell you that for sure. Build the better says, what's a good software to use for lists? So you're buying the data from the uh, the the lists from the data company, and then what you use for software depends on what you're trying to do. I use Mailchimp for email uh, postcards. I use Thanks.io. Is a service I use for postcards. I can kind of link the two. I use KV Core as my CRM product. Um, okay, so Matthew has more. The deal she signed the deal with with a crazy pissed off sister, not the executor. Yeah, but even signing a deal with um, a party who isn't authorized shouldn't get you handcuffed. It's not criminal unless you fraudulently represent it, and that would be a problem. But I think if you disclose that they're not authorized, I don't imagine how you could be arrested for that. So anyhow, uh, Matthew, it's too bad you can't video that, man. Some of the stuff that happens in court, that's why they have court TV. My wife watches uh, Judge Judy. Uh, if you can film live probate court, man, there's some interesting stuff that goes on there. Okay, courthouse farming, we covered that. Uh, again, it's like anything else, meet people, track your numbers. Eight, estate planning for your consumers your center of influence, COI, or your METs if you're Keller Williams agent. Yeah, Matthew says cell phones aren't allowed. He would have been on it. Yeah, for sure. Cell phones are not allowed in court. You can't even take pictures inside a courthouse in most jurisdictions, FYI. So estate planning to me runs very parallel. The same attorneys do estate planning, which avoids probate, end up doing probate administration. 
And of course, if a state administration, meaning they set the plan, when the person the plan is implemented for passes, they need to sell the property. They need a realtor to help with that. So it's in the same neighborhood. I would say it's in the upper scale of the neighborhood. And at a minimum, I believe we should all be promoting estate planning to our customers. When we sell them a house, we know the vesting. And if the customer says, I'm buying the property as, as Bob and Mary Smith, you should ask the question, are you aware of estate planning and some of the advantages that buying in a trust might offer you? Can I introduce you to estate planning attorney? Because buying it in the state is much cleaner than trying to buy it and then deed it into the state. There's no reason why you can't deed it in the state, but it's not an insured transaction and it's easier to contest versus when it's done at the time of purchase. So I really encourage you to think about promoting estate planning to your database as well as in, in general to consumers. Federal says, do you need to be licensed as an attorney for estate planning or can you offer the service as an arm of the real estate business? So we can't offer legal advice as realtors unless you're an attorney. But what you can do is work with an attorney or what you can do is share good information about estate planning from an attorney with your clients. So I use attorneys I do business with and I promote their webpage. I promote their videos. I promote their websites. I promote their events. I don't need, I'm not going to be in the business of writing estate plans. And I don't get paid, to answer your question, I don't get paid to plan the estates. I get paid when I refer business to attorney because attorney refers me to a client who needs to sell the house. I'm in the selling of houses business. I'm not in the estate planning business. I'm very focused on what I do. And because I'm good at what I do, I have other customers who need other services that I send out to vendors. And in turn, I expect those vendors to support my business back. Uh, Jenna says, is this for California or nationwide? I think everything we talk about are principles that are applicable almost nationwide. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm in California. But I believe these principles, in particular uh, uh, promoting, excuse me, estate planning is a principle every state that I've ever talked to. to if nothing else, estate planning for avoiding probate on real estate as well as minimizing taxes, self-property as well as other assets. Okay, number nine, living trusts from attorney referrals. You can, by referring estate planning to attorneys, will get referrals back. Or helping them run their plan. There are attorneys who do online or in-person events to promote estate planning and living trusts. And by supporting their efforts, they, their clients need to sell houses. Why would that not be you? And so working with those attorneys is a great way to get business referred back to you. Number 11, number 10, and this is the most important one. And when I started this program, I, I was a little more polite about it, but I'm just going to say to you, you can't build your business if your foundation is not in place. This is the foundation. I put COI referrals, Center of Influence referrals, but another way to put that is once you know, like, and trust somebody and they know, like, and trust you, you stay in touch with them forever, phone calling them every 90 days, emailing them weekly, something about real estate, connecting with them on social media, and posting relevant content so that they'll refer you business. 
And so that when you do contact them, they already know that you do business in the probate field. It is amazing. The best three clients I have all came from people I already knew, but I didn't know that they did probate and they didn't know I did until I went to court and did some research. One was a woman. She was a daughter of a friend of ours who I saw in court one day. Never would have thought to talk to her about it. Never would have been if I had been in court. And more importantly, wouldn't be able to talk to her intelligently to get the business because she, like everybody, had a realtor already, she thought. The best attorney was my new for 20 years before then. But by talking to him about what I had been doing in probate, he felt comfy and asked me some questions, referred me some business, and then referred me a lot more business. And then everybody you know knows somebody who's passing, an aunt, an uncle, grandma, grandpa. So the number one thing is to make sure you keep in contact with everybody. And just like I'm doing with this video, make sure everybody knows you know something about probate or avoiding probate through estate planning. No probate attorneys are positioned with them. So that when they have a problem, they call you. You want to be the person they call with a problem. And the number 11 is to Matthew Price's point, which is networking. Now, there's a lot of networking. He talks about vendors you refer jobs to. So like literally today, I, I have a property in escrow and I have a home inspector and we're talking about doing some other business. <clears throat> I have another client who's a professional fiduciary who knew somebody who was going to sell their house and just need a quick sale. It was willing to take a huge discount to get it done. Um, and that's going to buy the property as an investor. And so we want to make sure that we look to meet people and from all walks of life, offer them the opportunity to work with us if we're experts in the field. And so I would say everybody you meet, you should be a probate expert or an avoiding probate expert if you're in estate planning. Um, tonight, we're done with this call in about 20 minutes or so. I go to a real estate networking event where I'm known as the LA probate expert. And anybody who wants to talk about probate will come to me. And I'll tell you, when people hear that I'm a probate expert, they want to talk to me about it. It's like I'm the prettiest girl at the prom. Not that I know what that was like, but I can imagine. So networking is a critical link, but you have to be clear. There's ways to network that are effective enough, but you can network with attorneys. You can network with accountants. You can network with senior housing people. You can network with uh, in-home care providers. You can network with estate planning people. You can network with all kinds of people who specialize in this space. There's a million different angles here. And that's why I think of probate as a, as a, as a super niche. It sounds like a niche. And yes, I know the probate law. That's my specialty. You might know nothing about the procedures in the law, and you might know a great probate attorney in your market, but you're great at networking with the people who end up putting people in probate for whatever reason. So there's a lot to be said on networking. Uh, BNI is a great resource because a lot of attorneys in that particular networking group, but there's other networking companies as well. Um, ben P says, is there an event tonight I'm attending? Yes, I'm going to lareic.com the LA County Real Estate Investors Association meeting in Palms starts at 6.30. Great speakers tonight on short-term rentals.
I go there. It's the second Thursday of every month. L-A-R-E-I-C.com. In fact, I'll put the info up. If you want to join me, come by and say hi. Um, Better to Build says, do you use the death certificate? I don't use the death. Yeah, it is free, Ben. Yes, it's free. I don't use a death certificate um, information. I mean, I get it as part of my business from time to time, but I don't use it to get marking information. That's just not my, again, I'm not, I'm doing my best to work with people who then want to work with me. I love when attorneys either call me and say, hey, I need help. This guy needs to sell his house. Or a petitioner calls me and says, hey, my attorney so-and-so said, you need to uh, help me. I talked to my attorney and he said, you're great. The event I'm going to here shortly tonight is this one, the LA County Real Estate Investors Association. And it's free. It's in Palms. These two young guys are speaking about short-term rentals. And uh, let's see here. About 250 people there. Where is the – if you go to laregic.com, it has all the info. You can register. But you can show up. It's free. It's at the Iman Center in um, Palms, part of West LA. Okay. I'd love to see you, Ben, uh, if you're there. Uh, okay, I covered a lot pretty quickly, 11 ways, hopefully that come from as well as a, the mindset. Questions, comments? Anybody? Was this helpful? Um, in the past, I've done, actually on this podcast, I used to do more content, and I would do one hour on each of those 11 ways and go in more detail. Those are available on my YouTube channel. If you search 11 ways, I don't think I'm going to do that. I much rather do the interviews myself. Uh, more fun for me. Um, okay. Bill to, okay. So uh, Ben, I'm going to, Ben asked, can I post that again? And the answer is www.lareic.com. There you go. It's in the chat. You should see it. Okay. Questions. So you need to work with attorney only or stay playing for leads. Got it. Yeah. <clears throat> One way to get leads, uh, Bill to Better asks, is working with attorneys. Yeah. But you want to bring them value. So if you help them get attendees to their event or you help them get customers for their estate planning business, then they're going to naturally reach back out to you when somebody has to sell a house. And that's the goal. Okay. What other questions we have? Anybody? Like a comment, there's one. You're in Facebook and you don't see the chat. Okay. Um, so Facebook and Probate Weekly. Let's see if this works. Okay, just put it in Facebook. L-A-R-E-I-C.com. Okay, other questions, comments? And again, we changed the format. The past we did Zoom calls. I am more than glad to have detailed discussions. And if I know you and you would come in and have some detailed questions in person, I'm glad to do that. Am I buying these homes for investment? What's the end goal of the business? Buy and sell or use for holding? Great question. Build to better asks. Better to build <laughs> asks. Um Personally, I'm a real estate broker. I help people sell property. 
Um, I come across once a year a property that I would call lipstick flip, where I can buy it, empty it, clean it with Molly Maids, shoot photos, host it, and put it back in the market and sell it within two weeks and make a good profit on it. So I have one under contract now that I think I got under contract at 915. I'm pretty sure I could wholesale. I have an offer already at 1-1. Some people would fix it up and sell it for more. Probably could. It's just not my business. I'm not a buy and hold here in Los Angeles. I buy and hold multifamily in Texas and Florida. So again, it depends on your particular um, your particular investment needs, uh, what your strategy is. I, I have a pretty full business, and I just don't have the energy and time to work on buy and hold uh, here in Los Angeles and, and single-family homes. I need multifamily professionally managed to make that work for me. Uh, Matthew, always love to talk to you anytime. Okay, other questions, comments? Okay, we're going to move this call to this format regularly. I think we'll get rid of the Zoom um, watermark and it should be a little higher quality video as a result. We'll lose some of the interaction. But again, I want to point out on, on probatemastery.com, I do a call on Tuesday mornings, 11 a.m. that's open to the public, where I do more of a coaching relationship, and I'm glad to do that there. Or you can reach to me, reach out to me afterwards, call, text, email, whatever. I am going to be kind of hustling out of here tonight, so I probably won't get back to you too. And then tomorrow I'm in court in the morning, hopefully with a new property. Um, but we're glad to get back to you when I can. Okay, other questions, comments? Not seeing any. Just a real quick you know, recap of what we did today. So this is Probate Weekly. If you want to sign up for notifications or watch the podcast or YouTube, it's linked at probateweekly.com. You can continue the conversation on our Facebook group. Probate Weekly is the name of the Facebook group, over 3,600 people. And put your content on there. You will get more views on your YouTube. Put it on there. Here's Courtney Rollins did that. And um, let's see here. How many people you got? 18 people saw his video on Facebook. I would say link your YouTube and you'll get more YouTube views. That's what I did to build my channel. Feel free to do that. And if you get in touch with me, link tr.e slash Bill Gross is my link tree. And it's all the stuff that I do. And in particular, coming up on February 21st is my real estate email masterclass, $97, one hour and four 30-minute follow-up small group sessions. Love to have you participate there. Uh, if you want the slides, uh, they will be linked in the description or text or email me. I'd be glad to send you a link to the slides. And um, I think that's it for today. I think we'll, we'll call it a wrap. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for your help.